Welcome to Afternoon at the Museum, a production of iRedTech Corp. Welcome everyone to Afternoon at the Museum. I'm Janine Stanley. I am the Director of Customer Communications here at IRA. I am joined today by Mr. Ryan Bishop, who is our product manager here. Hello, Ryan. Uh, director of live streaming communication. Oh, director of live streaming communication. We're going to parse it all out. So he is yep, the director of stuff that works. Yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the new product manager role. Stuff that works. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and we have with us today Agent Sierra. Hello, Sierra. Hello. All Hello, right. everyone. Yeah. And. We are today, Stephanie is not with us today. She is at the California Council of the Blind Convention, actually, uh, this weekend. So we wish her and everyone uh, well while they are there. She's doing some important legislative stuff there. Uh, but today, we are going to visit one of our access partners. Now, first of all, what does it mean to be an access partner? Well, that means that the business, the organization, the location, whoever the access partner is, has paid for your time using IRA while you are either using one of their products or in this case, at their location or checking out their online content. So the Boston Museum of Science is a new access partner. And this week, they are very busy because they are just ending a week of spring break for the school kids in Boston. So I am told that they are just jam-packed to the point that they can be with COVID and the COVID restrictions. But it is so exciting to see museums open again. So Sierra, let's, let's check out this museum and see what they have for us. Alrighty, yeah, let me share that. All right, I'm about to share my screen. Bye. Okay, so right now I'm on the homepage at mos.org. Um, and then there's a banner at the top of the page where it has information about them being open and reserving tickets online. And then there is a menu below that where it has the uh, logo, which is a red logo with a white dot and a curved white line uh, intersecting through the dot. It says Museum of Science. And then there's a button to visit, a button to explore, a button to give, and then a button to purchase tickets as well. Ooh, let's explore. All right. What is the difference between visit and explore? Like, yeah, I let's know, like, see. There, oh, let's is, see. Yeah, maybe so. Because that, that it's almost confusing. Like, <laughs> almost. <laughs> I get it's visitor guidelines, but let's see. It looks like visit has uh, the button again to buy tickets, and then below it has things like FAQs, code of conduct, uh, the museum sense. map. Okay. Yep, schedule, directions, that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, there's a map. Oh, yay. That's an agent's favorite. There's mm -hmm. Cool. Explore. Cool. Let's let's be an explorer and go <laughs> yeah, explore. Yeah, let's, let's just explore. Let's just dive on in. So in explore, we have some subsections. So there's exhibits, omni films, planetarium, 4D films, MOS at school, MOS at home, MOS and Espanol subspace adult experiences and then also live presentations public events garden walk and then coronavirus resources well i don't know about you janine but we've had a space thing here at afternoon at the museum i, I was gonna say i know where ryan's I happen going to, i happen to love <laughs> space like i don't know i don't know like i i love science in school but like space for me is always oh, been space was the so thing. planetarium I mean, of course you know absolutely right. planetarium all right, I went awesome. To the Canton Planetarium in Canton, Ohio, uh, Stark County Planetarium, when I was like six or seven, and I have loved them ever since. We did a um, back when I was in school, um, a thing called the Space Camp. <gasps> yes, and, um, my nephew went to Space Camp. It was amazing, like oh, best experience I've ever oh, had. I was so and... jealous. I wanted to go to Space Camp. I was like, oh, why did yep. they not have this when I was a kid? Well, Janine, because <laughs> they hadn't landed on the moon when you were there. <laughs> they were just gonna put it out there. Okay. <laughs> Well, I've never even thought about that, how they wouldn't have had space camp back then. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I grew up during the, I was five when they landed on the moon, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Alrighty, so here we've got a cool banner um, in the background at the top of the page um, and the text overlaying the banner it says planetarium shows. Um, the banner is an image, it looks like uh, some type of educator, maybe a visitor or a member of staff uh, talking uh, to a group of people who are in kind of like theater seats that um, are slightly reclined so that they can look up. And then there's this very long uh, screen. Uh, it looks like an image of Earth with a bunch of stars um, and space behind it. Um, and it looks as though the screen might be like a circular screen so that you'd be able to see it from all views, or it just might be like the ceiling. It's hard to tell from the picture. Um, and then below it says, you can experience some amazing things during a show in the Charles Hayden Planetarium, a descent through Jupiter's atmosphere, the surface of an exoplanet, the night sky, velvety black and strewn with stars, or even your favorite music presented in an entirely new way. Um, and then there are some clickable uh, kind of links and sections below that. So it says Destination Mars, the new frontier, that's the first link. Um, and there's an image of two astronauts walking on the surface of Mars um, and the sky behind them is kind of like an orange color and also like orange sand of the planet as well. Then there's also the David Bowie experience um, that looks like it's in the planetarium area like theater area. Oh um, and you can kind of see that it's uh, dark in the room and there's uh, a bunch of seats kind of curved and then the screen is on the ceiling and also curving to the sides of the room. And it's kind of like a psychedelic light show that looks like it's going on. It's got like pink bright lights in the middle um, that are kind of fanning out in dotted lines. And then there's these kind of streaks of green and yellow kind of emanating out from the pink and purple in the middle. And then we've also got Big Bird's Adventure, One World, One Sky. And there's an image of Big Bird with Elmo and another Muppet who is blue that I not as familiar like that, with that's grover <laughs> it could be grover <laughs> or cookie monster they're both <laughs> it's definitely not cookie monster it's not cookie monster anymore as i remember oh, it's got a name oh right right um, <laughs> yep yep and so anyway. basically there's like a brownstone type building behind them and then um it's kind of isolated and then you can kind of see a very dark black uh, starry sky behind them so those are the options oh there's more if we scroll down so if you want to go to any of those we can so or we can I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we never left it. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure that the Ira elves are still there. You, you think on the Mars. Ira elves are there? Troy yeah. might still be there. Yeah, Troy, um. we, we left Troy there. We're gonna go pick him up. Let's go back to Mars. And, okay, and, let's okay, go back, back to, Mars. to Mars. Let's yeah, check let's this go out. back to Mars and see if awesome. we see Troy. Let's see here. All right. So the first thing that comes up on the screen is a video. It says "Destination Mars: The New Frontier," um, and it looks kind of like a very high quality 3D animation from the thumbnail. And it's an astronaut in a suit outside of uh, what looks like probably a space station that's floating above Earth doing some type of uh, mechanic work on the station. Um, so that's a YouTube space? video. Is that the International Space Station or is that is that different? I'm not sure from the picture. Um, let me see. There's also a banner to like scroll. So then the next picture is, um, it looks like it might be another ship or, or space station. Um, and then behind is a very black sky with, you can kind of see a little bit of the Milky Way behind it. Um, and it's between those two. Oh wait, and then there's another image. This one looks like the surface of Mars. Um, so it's got that kind of red orangey sand and it's showing a valley kind of between two mountains. And then the background is very hazy kind of light dusty orange color for the sky and yeah, then it goes circles imagine. back to the video and then there's some text below as well if you wanted to go over any of that yeah let's see what it let's says. do it yeah. so the text says planetarium show destination mars the new frontier ever wonder what it would be like to fly on mars nasa and others have their sights on the red planet and they're building the technology to get us there destination mars the new frontier gives you an up-close look at a humanity's most epic endeavor. Explore the work being done around the globe to help make the dream of getting humans to Mars a reality. Fly through the International Space Station where astronauts wow. are already living and working in space and follow the rockets and vehicles that will take humans beyond the moon and one day all the way to Mars. Travel along as we imagine this remarkable journey. Please note for safety reasons, oh, and then it talks about just a no late entry to see it once the doors have closed. Um, so yeah. Well, gotcha. I don't know how late we are, but yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure how. Yeah, 
Yeah. So should we take a look at the video? Yeah. Does it say how long the video is? Uh, let me see if I click on it. It should give in time frame. Let's see. Oh, there's a little just like intro with the logo. Oh, it looks like it's just one minute, uh, 19 seconds. Oh, well, hey, That's why not? One minute now what you seconds. will probably need to do, Sierra, is make share sure that my you sound? are sharing your sound. Yeah. No problem. Let me share my Hi. sound. Question hey. is, Janine, Yes. Can you find the Ira elves on Mars? Um, you just know, stop share and reshare. It, they're pretty sound camera shy, so I doubt it, but you know how they are. All right, you should be able to hear it now. Okay. So the start, beginning was just a black screen uh, with the same uh, red and white logo. Red planet. And I'll start back at the beginning. cool music yeah i was gonna say <laughs> that's the ira elf band <laughs> all righty and um did it was it loud enough for you guys Should yep I turn it, it was great it was it's okay. fueled our imagination for centuries so it's showing that valley inspiring music stories and the dream of exploring other worlds and this Animation almost looks real, um, like that's how We've high quality it is. We've already to live and work in space. So now it's now, going uh, and showing two astronauts working on a station. We are preparing to take human spaceflight to the next level. Now it's showing, uh, it looks like a rocket going up um, we'll from Earth's surface. We'll see how NASA and others are revolutionizing space travel. And it's panning down a hallway and in a warehouse at NASA. That will take us from Earth to the moon and beyond to Mars. Showing the surface of the moon. NASA has its sights set on Mars. And now and it's day, panning. We'll get there. And you see the surface of Mars and there's like a uh, kind of caverns, um, kind of like pockmarks in the earth. Um, I and don't it's know cringe. who that So I think this might have been an ad for it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't I know who actually... that guy was, but I need him to make some Ira videos. That was yeah. awesome, wasn't it? I was like, oh, wow. I, I thought it he kind of sounded like, like Morgan Jones. Friedman like, or something. <laughs> awesome. I wonder if it says who narrates it. Yeah, I think that might be the ad for it, which is an awesome way to, you know, just kind of pop in there and see what that's mm -hmm. about. Yeah, I'd it says the length it. of the video is 35 minutes. So that was definitely an ad for the video. Yeah, cool. actually, I like this looking at these ads for the videos, then we can go back later and, and check. Mm -hmm. them out. So let's see what other what other videos do they have on that page besides all our... right, this page, um, that seems to be the only video on this page. However, because this is from YouTube, they do have some like, recommended videos um, that pop up or we could go to the next explorer and see if they have a video for the next let's uh, go to the next let's go to the next one the yeah museum. yeah okay. so we're gonna stay within the planetarium right yeah. For now? Yep. oh yeah yep. right, oh yeah no we can't yeah. leave all right the next one is called the david bowie experience experience a fusion of david bowie's iconic music with stunning and inventive visuals under the charles hayden planetarium dome um there's also Moon's Worlds of Mystery. Take a journey Ooh. through our solar system Ooh. and explore the remarkable diversity and surprising might of moons. Let's do that. Let's go there. There's a really cool uh, image, like thumbnail image. It kind of shows what looks like the Earth's moon, so round with a lot of caverns. Um, but then instead of like the whitish gray color of the Earth moons, this one is like uh, kind of like a dark brown color. And then wherever the caverns are, they're like glowing kind of like the sun, like a yellow and red. Ooh, um, yeah, and then there's a smaller moon that's Dang crashing it. into it and they're kind of making impact. Um, so that's kind of a cool image. I'm not sure which moons those are, but let's we're see. Find out. So it says, take a journey through, oh yeah, we already read that part. So it says from volcanoes and geysers to ice covered oceans and methane rain, these natural satellites have some spectacular features and even exert a surprising influence on their planetary partners. Learn what these celestial bodies reveal about the history and workings of our solar system. And this one does say narrated by Ed Helms. Um, so there is a YouTube link here, and there's probably a few banner images too. Um, so one of the banner images is showing a 
kind of like the view of the surface of a moon. And in the background, you can see uh, just like a black starry sky and then uh, Jupiter. So this must be one of Jupiter's moons. And it's showing the surface is kind of like a yellowy gray color. Um, And then there's a bunch of caverns that have like lava underneath. And one of them is kind of like exploding hot lava out. Oh, wow. Cool. And then it goes back to the video again. So if you want, I can play this one. Yeah, let's let's have a look. Let's see the advertisement for this one. Yeah. It says Boston Museum of Science presents. So this is that image of the two moons crashing together, the smaller and the bigger one. We used to think of the solar system as the sun. And they just and burn into its flames. We're looking at Saturn. But what about moons? Saturn's moon, there's like kind of mist coming Without off the moons, surface. Our solar system would be very different. Now we're panning in from the sky onto a cloudy surface that looks kind of like Mars, but more. For most mountainous. of human history, we knew of only one moon. Ours. Now it's panning across when our moon. When we stepped onto the moon, it ushered in a new era of discovery. And the moon is turning. But today really fast we know to it's image. just one of many. No two moons are exactly alike, and they offer us a glimpse of just how diverse and extreme moons can be. Now it's showing us uh, Jupiter off in the background, and we're seeing kind of rocks being spit out of one of those uh, moon's volcanoes. And the rocks are kind of floating into the air and sparkling a little bit, and it's really smoky and dusty as well. Then it's showing a moon kind of like the outside of it is peeling off. Um, It's like a gray moon and a bunch of light, kind of sparkles of light are coming off and it's turning into a meteor. And it's just like the camera's It seems there's much more here than we ever imagined. And then it says, moon's world of mystery. the end of that one. Oh, no, that, wow. Can you see folks killing like hours watching these videos? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'm really curious about like the one that just like the outside of the moon just came off and light just came out of the center of yeah. it. Like, What's going on um, there? <laughs> really intrigued. <laughs> I know a lot of them have, you know, the, the molten core basically, and they're pulled by the planet's gravity. So they're kind of sloshing around basically inside wow. and those volcanoes are exploding. And, and then there's Titan, which is, I believe, one of Saturn's moons, which is almost the size of Earth. Um, okay, that might have been the one they showed with the uh, kind of mist coming off the surface because mm-hmm. that one was uh, showing a Saturn in the background. Yeah, I bet so. That was the one where they took the probe down and it was the first sound that we heard from space. The wind oh, is pretty probe cool. came down. It was so <laughs> cool. It was like seconds, but it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Of course, it also rains methane there. So, you know. <laughs> That's probably the gas or mist that I saw. <laughs> yes, quite likely. All righty. So, Should I go back to Planetary? Yeah, let's go back and see what other videos we might have. All righty. Next one. So, this next one is another kind of uh, one that features an artist. So, it says Beyonce Experience, experience a fusion of Beyonce's iconic music with stunning and inventive visuals under the Charles Hayden Planetarium Dome. Um, and then there's the Prince Experience. Immerse oh yourself in the timeless sounds of oh Prince. <laughs> that one says opening May 7th. So, that one's not open yet. Oh my but they might have to add. Oh, cool. And of course, the colors on the uh, light projection for that one are different shades of purple. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Awesome. And there is monthly sky charts. Get to know the real stars and planets with our monthly sky chart featuring an eye-catching event each month. So I guess that one changes. Let's let's take a look at that. Let's let's pop in there. See what they've got. Oh, okay. So this actually brings us to kind of like an image file. Um, so that's pretty cool. It says sky chart and viewing guide, April, 2021 planet position showed for mid month. So it looks like they change these out each, uh, month. Oh, wow. Um, and then it has kind of constellations, uh, around a circle. So it basically the circle shows North at the top, um, followed by going clockwise, West, South, and East. 
on the edges of the circle, you kind of see branches of trees and, and then everything in the middle of the circle is just like an open sky. So it's almost if you were lying back on the ground and looking up at the stars. Oh, cool. um, and then it shows different constellations, uh, like what you would see. So it shows the Big Dipper. Um, it points out the North Star, um, which of course is quite far north. Um, and then it shows, I might butcher some of these names, but it shows Taurus, which I know, uh, Orion, Gemini, um, Auriga, a constellation called Auriga. Huh? Um, it looks like Auriga involves Mars. And then Canis Minor, Canis Major, and the constellation for Virgo, Leo, is also uh, visible. And then it's also showing one called uh, Butes or uh, Buites. Not sure how to pronounce that one. Hmm. I don't think I've um, heard of but that. But it's B O O T E S. Um, but the second O has an accent on the top. Oh. Um, and then it points out certain uh, stars like. Uh, it shows one main star uh, from each constellation and like highlights oh. the name. Oh, oh cool. um, so, so of you... course, we have to ask from Canis Major and Canis Minor because those are the dog constellations. Mm. What are the main stars in those two? Okay, well, for Canis Major, this one makes a lot of sense. It's actually called Sirius, the star. Uh, yes, that's, <laughs> what, that's where I thought Sirius was. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then Canis Minor, it says uh, Procyon. Oh, that one's okay. obviously much smaller. So it looks like it's made up of just two or three stars. Oh, um, Sirius is made up of five stars. Cool. Very cool. So this is what we could see. This is what the night sky would look like over probably the Boston Science Center at this time of year. Yeah, it does have a how to use the chart, a uh, little kind of blurb at the bottom. Ooh. And then it says uh, the stars, the chart shows the main star groups and constellations visible near large cities. Uh, more stars appear on moonless nights in less urban areas. We actually, uh, Kent said he actually saw Jupiter the other night. It was really bright. Oh, wow. Um, where we are in the city, there isn't much light because we don't have streetlights in our neighborhood. So it's mm -hmm. pretty dark in our neighborhood, although we do have a lot of light pollution from the, the city around us. But he was able to to spot Jupiter up there. And he said it had to be Jupiter because it was the brightest thing up there in the middle of the night. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it also shows like the times that it, the sky would look like this in New England. Um so, for example, the 30th, I guess, is the next day that's coming up on, on here. April 30th, it said the sky would look like this at 8 p.m. around New England on a clear oh, night. Wow. Um, oh, and then it also shows the phases of the moon for the month, like the dates. Oh, nice. And we're just getting, well, let's see, I don't know if sunset, yeah, sunset should be around 8 by then. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you've got kind of a twilight sky. Yeah, that's kind of early. It's true. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I thought they were going to do it a little bit later than that. Oh, that's pretty neat. Now, did mm -hmm. they have the constellations outlined in here so that you would know they're, what they were? Yeah, they're outlined. And basically the way it's uh, it's set up, um, because it kind of shows you the view from if you were looking up like in a field or something, mm -hmm. it says you can hold it overhead. So north on the chart points at true north. And then the objects near the center of the chart will be overhead. Those near the edge are low in the sky. This map is set for latitude 42 north, but may be used in most of the US. So you can oh, wow. kind of hold it up to kind of uh, compare to what you're seeing and find oh. them. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool because I could never, when I, you know, would look at pictures of the sky, I could never figure out the constellations. I'm like, wait, that doesn't look mm -hmm. like a, until somebody drew it, you know, and connected Me too. the dots. Yeah. I was like, wait, that mm -hmm. doesn't look like a bowl or a dog. Or <laughs> it's so true. I always think I see the Big Dipper and then I'll like look up again and I'm like, wait, actually, that's it. <laughs> like, I can never tell. Yeah. <laughs> Where did it go? Where did it go? And for our our folks who are IRA users in Australia and New Zealand, you guys have totally different constellations down there. You've got the Southern Cross instead of the Big Dipper, which I think the Southern Cross is a lot prettier than the Big Dipper, but <laughs> um, pretty awesome. Wow. Um, that is great. So let's go back and see what else we have. It is good yeah. to know that. 
So we've read out all of the names already, but we haven't looked at them all. But the last, there's one more. The last one on this page is Evolve, Expanding Versatile Offerings for Learning in Virtual Environments. Ooh, I wonder what that could be. Let's yeah. see, virtual environments, hmm. Let's see. So out. here it says um, content developers and researchers from the museum's EIE curricula division joined with astronomy educators and media producers from the Charles Hayden Planetarium and local community partners such as Girls Inc's Inc, the Boys and Girls Club, the Science Club for Girls, and others to create curricula-based live streams, videos, and other opportunities that support re remote learning for students in grades three to eight. Oh, and it says cool. they have live streams uh, free and available to anyone offered twice weekly uh, with museum educators presenting on NASA-themed topics where students can engage with the content and chat live with the presenters for Q&A. So they have that, they have pre-recorded videos freely available hosted on the Museum of Science website. And then career panels, podcasts, and or spotlight videos co-created with community partners and highlighting careers related to STEM and NASA initiatives. Wow. Um, and then there's links. It says, check out our current videos about the most recent Mars landing. And there's three, oh, sorry, four videos there. Oh my gosh, wow. Well, we had like the experts on the Mars landing. You did, so. yeah. We sure did. And so I think let's go back to the main museum. Mm -hmm. Looks like we have looked at a lot of the planetarium. So there's a lot to look at there. There's I mean, so much here. Oh my yeah. gosh, you could spend hours um, checking out these videos with an agent. That would be really fun. Great way to spend a nice rainy cold weekend if you have one of those coming up. Um, and the best part is it's IRA access. It is IRA access. Yay. And we thank the folks at the Boston Museum of Science for that because. So uh, if you want to watch those videos, you, you can do it. that in one of our access offers. You got it. Yeah. And all right. So what we're back the main part of the museum. What else do mm -hmm. we have to look at here? So I just went to the general explore page. So the featured experiences on the general explore explore page are engineered design workshop powered by MathWorks. Engineering is for everyone. There's the science behind Pixar. See how art and science create magic. And then lightning. Explore lightning and storm <gasps> safety as oh, the world's yeah. largest Ooh, air insulated. Yeah, yeah oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Love to watch Let's it. Go. Terrified of it. <laughs> they have the Let's world's go. largest air insulated Van de Graaff generator, which hurls indoor bolts, which I I don't My even know. That told cool. me about this. Can we see it? Like, <laughs> it is, is there anything we can see on this? There like, are uh, the background of this page. There might be more pictures, but the background of this page basically shows two uh, columns with large uh, kind of uh, spheres on the top. And the spheres are glowing kind of a yellow color. And then it looks like the sky is projected um, on the walls around these columns. And it, um, kind of like a cloudy sky projection and then it looks like the the lightning bolts are coming out of those spheres um, which is pretty cool and there's also some shorter ones as well but there's two really large tall ones um, so it says live presentation lightning explore its awesome power in our theater of electricity explore lightning and storm safety as the world's largest air insulated van de graaff generator hurls indoor bolts and this exciting and popular live presentation our educators explore the science behind the storm with the help of our van de graaff generator they explain what lightning is as well as its ever-present sidekick thunder how to stay safe in a storm and why your car car is such a good place to be and how magnetism and electricity are related and the theater of electricity, when the lights go down, the lightning comes up. Um, and then there's ticketing information uh, recommended for grades three to 12 and adults. Um, and then they have a map to it, accessibility information. It says it's a 20 minute show. And then there's a photo at the bottom. Um, so it kind of shows it's a large kind of theater and there's a stage. And it looks like this speaker is actually in a giant bird cage that's elevated. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's like that a giant is, metal bird cage. Yes. That is a giant metal cage that protects the, the speaker from the lightning. And yeah. So that's right pretty in the cool. middle of all that lightning that is generated by two gigantic. Is this, um, 
is this video available? Like, could we watch it if we wanted to, or Let's do you actually see. have to get a... I'll keep scrolling and see yeah. if I can find the video. I only see photos on here. It's possible maybe on YouTube we could find a video of it, but not on the page, unfortunately. Sad days. <laughs> oh, but oh, I bet the videos are there. Yeah, it looks like there's also cool. tiers for the audience, which is uh, nice to know if you ever plan on going. They've got like a kind of bottom. Uh, floor seats which are in front of the stage and then they've got kind of like some balcony areas where people can stand and watch um, on two additional layers in that room yeah my friend said she was right down in front and it was pretty scary yeah <laughs> I bet it must be, be loud. Oh, wouldn't that be fun Ooh. it says it routinely generates charges of a million volts which are discharged as bolts of lightnings, originally built in 1932 as an atom smasher by Dr. Robert Van de Graaff. Today, it puts on a powerful display under the guidance of our intrepid educators. <laughs> Can you imagine, you know, what do you do for a living? I stand inside a metal cage and uh, make <laughs> lightning. Yeah, <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> uh, sounds like a scary I stand job. Inside a, I stand inside a cage and hang out with a million <laughs> volts of, uh, yeah, of electricity. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Ooh. There's also some other numbers on, like there's the cage that's numbered as number two, but there's also four other numbers on the image if you want to see what those are explaining. Ooh, yeah. yeah, let's check so those out. So number three, let's see what... Um, I'm not sure what it's highlighting, so let me take click on it. It says spark gap Tesla coil. You might want to cover your ears big and loud. This eight foot tall Tesla coil is really an air cord transformer that converts electricity into a high frequency, high voltage form and pumps into the air as five to eight foot sparks. So from what I can see, it just kind of looks like a pedestal. Um, with like a little met, little kind of version of the uh, metal uh, column with a sphere on top, but it's much smaller than the ones that are like all the way up to the ceiling. Then there's another thing, solid state Tesla coils. It's music to your ears. These Tesla coils also produce high frequency and high voltage, but have a very fast on off switch to vary the number of sparks per second. By varying the spark rate, the sparks make music. Ooh. And that one is uh, much skinnier and taller than the one we just looked at. Kind of looks like it's maybe copper, but I'm not sure because be there's cool a lot of lighting in the room. That would be cool to hear. Oh, it's too bad they don't have yeah. a, a sound file for that. That would be No, cool. I'd love to find a sound file for that. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last point here on the image, uh, it says the Van de Graaff generator. So it says you can watch lightning being made. Our Van de Graaff generator separates, moves, and collects negative charges which collect on the two hollow aluminum spheres. So those are aluminum. Yeah. The result, five to 20 foot sparks that jump through the air. Um, 20 foot sparks, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like, you know, that kind of scary that you really enjoy, like, oh, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. I bet there's again, a lot of screams again. in that room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet. But uh, I know one of my friends took her guide dog there and she said it didn't bother the dog at all. Wow. <laughs> dog just laid there and like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. Ah, meanwhile, I'm like jumping out of my seat. <laughs> mm -hmm. Woo. Woo. All pretty right. cool. Um, yeah. Should I go back to the Explore yeah, page? Yeah, let's go back and to the Explore page and let's see what else we have. Let's see. So we have the Pixar one, the lightning one, which she looked at. And then um, it shows a bunch of sections you can click on to see more. So there's the 4D film section, Omni film section, exhibit section. Um, the featured exhibit right now is the Pixar uh, one. Oh, Omni film says the featured film is super powered dogs. Oh my um, goodness. I know how you guys feel about oh dogs. Oh my goodness. So. Okay, you have to see the superpower. <laughs> I'm just curious what that would even be. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, hopefully they have a preview for it. Here. So it says Omni Films, when an IMAX film is projected onto five-story high dome screen and the Mugar Omni Theater, 
You don't watch it, you're engulfed in it. Get ready for a viewing experience that's larger than life and every bit as amazing. Um, so it says superpower dogs are furry friends will amaze you. Experience the life-saving superpowers and extraordinary bravery of some of the world's most amazing dogs. So it looks like they're focusing on hero dogs. And I think um, if I remember this right, there is a guide dog in this video. There could be, let's see. Um, okay, so there is a banner image and the banner image is basically showing uh, the peaks of mountains um, that are above some clouds um, and then a cloudy sky behind them. It looks like it's either dusk or sunrise. And then um, on the left of the banner, there is a dog that looks like a brindle, so like a black and brown shepherd mix probably. Um, and it's got his tongue out and he's wearing a vest. Uh, the vest has the acronym MDFR on it. Um, and then it has something in another language uh, on it. It looks like it might be Russian or something. And then it shows um, another dog that looks like it might be a collie mix with goggles on um, and like a little vest. And then it has a dog on a surfboard in the background that looks like a golden retriever and he's got a uh, life vest on. And then there's a dog that looks like a Newfoundland um, that's uh, like black shaggy big dog um, and it's lying down. And then there's a kind of a portrait of a bloodhound's head um, with a saggy face kind of looking off oh. into the distance and his very floppy ears. Oh my. Um, oh, wow. So it says, join this immersive IMAX adventure. Oh, we already read this part. Uh, this is continued from the other page. And then it says, in this inspiring true story narrated by Chris Evans, our best friends are also real life superheroes journey around the globe to meet remarkable dogs who save lives and discover the powerful bond they share with their human partners. Follow Halo, a rookie puppy training to join one of the most elite disaster response teams in America. Meet Henry, an avalanche rescue expert in the mountains of British Columbia. Uh, Reef, a Newfoundland lifeguard with the Italian Coast Guard. Ricochet, a Californian surf legend helping people with special needs. I think that was the Golden Retriever. Uh -huh. And the Bloodhound <laughs> brothers, Tipper and Tony, who are leading the fight to save endangered species in America. Oh, As we nice. discover the incredible abilities of dogs and the astonishing science behind their superpowers, we'll never look at our friends the same way again. That's 50 minutes, that video. Oh, oh, too bad, because boy, that would be a great one, wouldn't it? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Oh, that yeah, that sounds fun. pretty cool. That would be fun. And you can actually click on that and watch it from here, right? I don't see the ability to do that, but it does say if you're a member, log in for member benefits and prices. So maybe if you're a member, you can watch it. There you on, go. On that online. might be. And, and it's probably one of those where it's best to watch it like actually there so you can mm -hmm. get that whole yeah. screen experience. But ooh, that would that, see, I now I want to get on a plane and go to this museum. I mean, I know. I mean, too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> actually, there's so much cool <laughs> stuff here. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. They even well, got Chris Evans to narrate it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Oh, very <laughs> nice. So let's go back and take a look at the exhibits and see what we okay. have. Okay, the exhibits. So then there's also, um, oh, we can go to see all Omni films to see the other ones they have. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, looks like they were only showing two of them on that page. So let's see what the other ones are. Okay, there are just the two. So the other one is back from the brink, uh, saved from extinction, positive change is possible. Experience on the giant screen, the remarkable true story of three animal species rescued from the brink of extinction. And the image for that one is a little, or maybe like a medium sized monkey, kind of the size of like a little bit larger than a cat. And it looks like it's looking down at the camera and smiling while sitting in a, a tree. And his nose is kind of like, there's no nostrils. It's kind of like two holes and mm -hmm. then two big black eyes. Oh. <laughs> and he's got a little pink face and then kind of blonde fur, but it's uh, turns black on the ends of his arms by his oh. hands. Um, so that's there. So that's everything for Omnifilms. And then uh, did you want to focus on exhibits again? Yeah, let's go back to exhibits and see what there is to see. Alrighty, so we looked at the featured exhibits already, but then, oh wait, here's one we didn't see. Arctic Adventure, Exploring with Technology, Ooh. Become an Arctic Explorer. 
um, uh -huh. that kind of shows a projection of beluga whales on the floor and then a bunch of like kind of uh, elevated pieces on the ground that are uh, in jagged shapes kind of mimicking icebergs. Um, and then below that there is from dinosaurs to nanotechnology and everything in between, you could say these are part of our DNA. So it shows the Arctic one again and then the Hall of Human Life, discover what makes you you. The museum's Hall of Human Life exhib exhibition revolutionizes how people understand their own biology. And it shows three people like from uh, behind looking up at, um, it looks like a human body uh, that's standing. Uh, I think a woman's body, but the skin is translucent. So it's kind of like a model, but you can see through um, and she's behind glass. And uh, it looks like it shows the organs and then the bone structure. And then around the bone structure, it shows the veins and arteries. Um, oh, do you remember the invisible woman and the invisible man? Um, they were quote unquote toys, but they were science kits that you could get. I remember they became popular when I was a kid and you could get them and they had all the different systems that you could put into that invisible model. So you could see how everything worked. And that sounds so cool. Organs. Oh, they were very cool. Oh my gosh, I kind of wish I had that when I was younger. I, I would have loved that. <laughs> I remember our librarian had it uh, for us at school. And then my cousin got one for Christmas and I was so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. So if we click on that exhibit, let's see what's in there. See if there's any The Hall of Human Life exhibit? Yeah, let's check this yeah, let's out. See. Alrighty. So the banner image kind of shows the opening of the exhibit. Um, so there's, uh, it's kind of cool. So there's a light uh, projected that says, come in, link in, find out. Um, and it's like a blue and white light. And then on the wall in white, it says Hall of Human Life. And then um, basically uh, the outside wall of the room is, looks like copper sheets um, that are kind of bubbly. So they kind of look like some type of cell. Um, and then there's an archway for the door. So it also kind of mimics like a cellular shape okay. um and it just shows like a couple leaving the exhibit smiling and then um a kid and a older gentleman uh like looking at something if in the distance it's hard to see close up enough though mm. um and it says permanent exhibit um should you have your baby's dna sequenced what keeps you awake how efficient is your walk step inside the all of Human Life, the museum's new biology exhibition, and encounters such far-reaching questions on an amazing journey inside the human body. Spanning, spanning more than 70 interactive components, the exhibition will revolutionize how you engage with your biology and manage your health. Through digital media and personal interaction, you become part of the story as you contribute your own data and perspectives in an unending process of learning and discovery. And then there's a button that says, already visited the exhibit, view your data. Oh my, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> wow, wow. I would think they would have like a 3D thing here, like a 360 view. I don't know that they have any of the 360 kind of mm -hmm. exhibit. Um, you know, if we go it back- It does say they have tactile illustrations uh, too in the exhibit, which oh is kind of cool. Oh my gosh. Now I really, <laughs> really, I love tactile illustrations. Mm -hmm. I really want to go to this museum. And also <laughs> multi-sensory interactives as well. Oh, how cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You guys are so lucky in Boston or if you're- <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. Wow. So if we go back out- to the exhibits. I think there was something on that page about being at home. Oh, um, there was MOS at home? Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, see what let's that says. This out. So it's a hashtag. It says hashtag MOS at home. Science never stops and neither does the Museum of Science. Here's a collection of STEM resources designed to bring the museum to you. Um, and then it has a close-up image of a little girl's face, and she's got purple uh, plastic like uh, reading glasses on, or maybe mm -hmm. eyeglasses. Um, so it says, daily live stream. Join our museum educators for fun live stream presentations for the entire family. Check out the schedule. And then there's a link or uh, to see the schedule. Sparks of science. Our educators know that imagination has no limits, so they're bringing the magic of the museum to you with videos on their favorite topics. Ooh, and then it has a link and see what's new. 
Oh, wow. And then support the museum today after that and a link oh. to support them. Hey, let's go check out these videos. Yeah, Sparks of Science, that one. Yeah. See what's new. Yeah. Wow. All right. So the first one on this page is who was Annie Jump Cannon? Um, it says history is full of stories of amazing scientists who furthered our understanding of the universe, like astronomer Annie Jump Cannon. And it's got kind of a cool photo of an older woman. Um, she's looking at what looks like a glass uh, kind of, I think it's like a stand of some kind. Um, and the image is just blue, different shades of blue. And then there's a very bright shining star behind her and a sky behind her. Ooh. Um, then there's how a circle is like a rectangle. What better way of celebrating Pi Day than by learning about circles? It turns out the circles and rectangles have a lot in common. And then it just has an image of different shapes. Um, oh, wow. And then, ooh, this one, what's inside the Van de Graaff? Ever wonder what's inside the 30 foot tall Van de Graaff generator in our theater of electricity? Oh, Come and yeah. see where our sparks are made. Do you want to try that one? Ooh, let's, let's give that one a shot. Let's see how long this is. Let's see. Ooh, we got a video. All right, awesome. So this is another one on their YouTube. Um, so we're gonna press play. Okay. It's one minute, 36 seconds. Oh, wow, okay. After our lightning shows, we're often asked, how do you make the lightning? How much is your electricity bill? Well, it turns out that the world's largest air insulated Van de Graaff generator So he's standing in front of the generator. giant sparks. Come got on, I'll a show you how it works. mask and then a black, or sorry, a red lap. The parts you can mask. see from the seats are the two wooden columns and the giant aluminum domes. Both are hollow, and inside is the equipment that makes the sparks happen. Come on downstairs, I'll show you where the electric charges come from. Right below this column is what we call the belt. Alrighty, so now he's showing underneath of the generators. Three canvas conveyor belts spin at 60 miles an hour, carrying electric charges from the basement through the wooden columns to the top of the machine. Where does that electric charge come from? The same kind of outlet you plug your dryer <laughs> into at home. Oh, we don't boy. use a lot of electric charges with this machine. We just so he's showing a lot of like clever. bands that are turning to generate the electricity. What happens at the top of the columns? Well, for that, we'll have to go inside of the machine itself. Inside the other wooden column is a single 30-foot fiberglass ladder. Oh, wow. It's a very tall ladder. <laughs> if you're not afraid of heights, it's a little yeah, wobbly. It is very wobbly. He said a little, but he's wobbling the a lot. Conveyor belts <laughs> deliver their electric charge onto the domes. More and more electric charge builds up until all of it jumps through the air, creating a giant spark. <laughs> that process happens over and over again. So you see the spark repeating. The next time you plug something in at home, try to think. How is this electric charge being used? Um, so the spark at the end also it had like, as part of the decorations, they had like a rainbow kite. Um, and then there was a really skinny uh, pole that was pretty close to the column. Um, and the spark was traveling basically uh, from the column to the pole and then back and oh. it just kept repeating. Oh, cool. Cool. Oh, I can't imagine that ladder. <laughs> mm -hmm. The ladder was oh. just like, he's like, it's a little bit. And then he, it shows him climbing like up it and it's just like completely moving. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I love to climb, but mm, not when it's yeah. moving like that. No. <laughs> there were also like more caution signs that I've ever seen in one place in that basement that he was talking oh, about. I bet. <laughs> mm -hmm. I bet. Whoa. Oh. Wow. Okay, so let's see what other videos like that do we have? All right, we can oh. go back and all right, so we have the Annie Jump Cannon or we have the how a circle is like a rectangle. Oh, let's look at the circle and the rectangle. Awesome. So this says, at first glance, the formula for the area of a circle makes very little sense but there is an easy way to remember the formula for the area of the circle that involves transforming that circle into a rectangle. See how it's done. Mm -hmm. And they also have this video in Spanish too. So that's cool. Ah. So it's click oh, here for excellent. Spanish. Okay. So, alrighty, this shows um, uh, an educator also in the red lab coat. I guess that's their signature. It makes sense because ah. their logo is red too. Um, in a black mask. And then on the ground in front of this person, there's a bunch of triangular pieces of paper laid out in a line. Um, very large triangular pieces of paper, probably so the audience can see. And then there's also a bunch of spinning wheels uh, behind the educator. 
um, in different painted in different colors. So we'll see what they do with that. You have probably seen this formula before. So Pi times R squared gives you the area of a circle. But where does this formula come from? To find out, we're going to turn this circle into a completely new different shape. All right. So it's showing a circle um, that's kind of like a cut into like a pie chart. So the circle is cut into a bunch of triangular shapes um, evenly. In this so we cut the circle into eight equal parts, but it doesn't quite look like a rectangle. So now we're going to cut it into 32 equal parts. So then he cuts even more, all equal now sized. Now it looks a little bit more like a rectangle. And you can imagine that if we continue cutting the wedges infinitely, we will end up with a perfect rectangle. But from here, we can calculate the area of a circle by calculating the area of a rectangle, which is the width times the length. The width is this part of the rectangle, so which is also the, the radius side. of a circle. The length is this part over That's here. And if side. you add up the length of each one of these wedges, you end up with the length of the rectangle. But there's another way of doing this. The length of a rectangle is one half of the circle's circumference. The circumference of a circle is 2 times pi times radius. And one half of 2 times pi times radius is pi times radius. At this point, all you need is to multiply the length pi times radius times the height. So they're just showing r. the equation as he's saying it here. Pi r squared. So there you have it. This is how a circle is just like a rectangle. And it is another way in which we can remember the formula for the area of a circle. All right. I guess oh, those uh, those spinning wheels behind him were for decoration. <laughs> I guess. Wow. So as he's cutting up those pie wedges from the 8 to the 32, it's just making mm -hmm. those triangles skinnier and skinnier until they end up being a rectangle. Yeah. It's basically making them into like sliver shaped um, and then arranging them on. He, it doesn't show him arranging it, but it just mm -hmm. kind of shows the before and after. Um, mm -hmm. And it's arranged basically so that uh, the point of one rectangle, or sorry, not rectangle, mm -hmm. there's the triangle shapes. So the pointed end of the triangle, uh, the skinnier end is on, facing uh, away from him. And then the next one would be facing towards him. So they alternate. Oh, um, gosh. Oh, I see. And he just keeps alternating it. Oh, yeah. Oh and then it creates a rectangle. Oh, that is so cool. OK, I got it now. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm just imagining like teeth, like stalactites and stalagmites. Mm -hmm. kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty oh. cool. It must be also really good for kids who are doing stuff like math at home and stuff. Oh, my that must gosh, be yes. Nice and geometry and all that fun stuff that we mm -hmm. all rolled our eyes at because it was so boring when we were kids. But <laughs> oh, well, this is so awesome. OK, last thing we do with every museum, let's mm -hmm. go to the gift shop. All right, let's see. Gift shop. I see ways to give. Let's try explore, maybe. And we'll just search it if I don't see it yet. Oh, museum store. Awesome. Yeah, there we go. All right. Oh, they also have Boston duck tours. That's cool. Oh, my now. gosh. <laughs> oh, you can go on the duck boats. Cool. See, that's oh, one of my so things. I clicked on the gift shop. Yeah. It says, we'll be back soon. We apologize for the inconvenience, but we're building something you're really going to love. Check Ooh. back for updates, and we can't wait to show you what we're working on. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, well, they just saved us a lot of money. Um, <laughs> just say that. And, uh, you know, you can put that money toward your airline ticket and your hotel stay in Boston to go to this awesome museum. Ooh, and duck tours. So what's involved in the duck tours? I'm kind of curious. Yeah, let's see. Duck tours. I keep hearing about these duck boats. <laughs> Alrighty, so it says. Yep, one of our explorers took one of these tours a few years back. Oh, awesome. Yes. So I see a picture of the boat, and the Museum of Science is actually right in the background behind the boat, oh, and the boat's cool. in the harbor with a bunch of people. Um, it looks like there's rows of seats and then the boat has like a little uh, kind of cam and canopy over top, I guess, in case it's like drizzling or something. Um, and then on the side of the boat, it says Boston Duck Tours. It's painted kind of like a greenish yellow color. And then there's an image of a duck uh, kind of landing on the surface of water, flapping its wings <laughs> like a cartoon image. Uh, how so it says, start your visit with a duck tour. Duck tours depart right in front of the Museum of Science entrance 
next to the giant Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, hmm. I don't see that in the picture, but that's where it starts. <laughs> Cool. Uh, a Boston duck tour is a great way to start off your visit to Boston. They give you a great overview of the city, show you many unique neighborhoods, and splash you into the Charles River for a breathtaking view of the Boston and Cambridge skylines. For the Museum of Science, experience a duck tour translated into a variety of languages through GPS-activated headsets. If purchasing online, they will be marked blue when you look at the available tours leaving from the museum. Oh, wow. How neat. Oh, man. So you can actually, along with exploring all the things at the museum here, you can actually plan a vacation this way if you are so inclined. I know my family's planning a trip to Chicago later in the year, and we are going to do this with all the Chicago museums and visit the museums. We're going to visit our partners at Shedd Aquarium. We can't wait for that one. And the Fields Museum and a bunch of other places there. But we're going to do things like this, have an agent go online to the museums and take a look at what they have, things like the duck tour. And uh, wow, uh, this has been so much fun, Sierra. Thank you so much. Yeah. For... This is awesome. I kind of want to go yeah. here now. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just like, whoa, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a science museum here and they used to have a giant model eyeball. And I remember you could walk through it and see all the different parts of the eye. And I think one of the funniest things I ever did was to walk out of that with my guide dog. And somebody actually took a picture of us walking out of the eye. <laughs> like, you know, I can just imagine cool. the caption when things go wrong. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. So this has been a fabulous visit. Um, what is the website again? Should folks want to visit? The yes, website? the website is mos.org. Uh, the M stands for museum and then of science. All right. And that is the Boston Museum of Science. We know there are lots of museums of science around the country. This one happens to be, I think, the original uh, in Boston and just looks like a totally fun place to go. Well, now we've come to the end of our show. And let me tell you what is coming up. So next week, get excited because we're going back to the zoo. This time we're going to a different zoo. Sierra will be with us. Julia will be with us. Ryan and Stephanie will be back. And we are going to another one of our access partners, the National Zoo in Washington, DC. And what do you think we are going to look at there? The National Zoo is famous for pandas. And you know we're going to look for pandas there. And I, I don't know if they have a baby right now or not, but, you know, 10 of the most adorable things in the world have to be baby pandas because <laughs> baby pandas, I mean, just totally cute. But uh, we'll be looking at pandas. We'll be looking at everything that the National Zoo has to offer. And again, that is an IRA access location. So you can actually visit there and check out as many things as you want. And I'm afraid going to their gift shop. <laughs> uh, but that's another one that's definitely on my bucket list. Then we're going to take a break for the 7th of May. But on the 14th, I believe we are going to New Zealand going to New Zealand. It's And then I may have these transversed, folks, because did I look at my schedule before I came on here? No, I did not. But in May, we're going to go to a museum in New Zealand. And we're also going to go to the American Printing House for the Blinds Museum with one of their guides, who is going to tell us all about that particular museum, which is a, a big spot in Louisville and contains a lot of blindness history. And then we are going to finish up our afternoon at the museum series for this time around. We're going to take a break for the summer, but we're going to end on May 28th, right before Memorial Day, with a visit to the Veterans Memorial Museum here in Columbus, Ohio. And that's going to be really special. We'll have Agent Wendell with us, who you may remember from our visit to the Tuskegee Airmen Museum. And we will have a number of our explorers who are also veterans who will be sharing the experience with us live. So stay tuned for Afternoon at the Museum. I would love to thank our wonderful agent, Sierra. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for having me. This is a very fun one. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. And we will also be replaying this session for everybody here. We'll be doing uh, rerunning the audio from this session on Clubhouse on Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern time, and that is noon Pacific time. So if you are on Clubhouse and maybe you missed this or you're just tuning in at the very end, uh, we'll be replaying this on Clubhouse so that everybody in the Clubhouse family can check out what really cool things people can do with Ira and with visual interpreting. I would also like to thank our amazing guy behind the scenes, uh, director of Making Stuff Work, Mr. Ryan Bishop. And Ryan is out there making stuff work. So we will see you next week at the National Zoo. This has been Janine Stanley, Director of Customer Communications here at IRA with Afternoon at the Museum. This has been Afternoon at the Museum from IRA, a description of life. For more information about IRA, visit www.ira.io.